Welcome to the 360T Podcast, a series that features top industry professionals offering unique insights regarding how the FX market is developing around us. Hello, and welcome to the 360T Podcast with myself, Galen Stops, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Nathan Vergest, Director of Trading at Record Financial Group. Nathan, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolute pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. So we're going to be covering a series of topics that are particularly important, I think, to the FX industry right now. We're going to be talking about data, analytics, and how both of these are changing the role of the human trader. So why don't we start off with a fairly broad question to set the scene. Can you talk to me a little bit about in what ways is Record Financial Group currently leveraging data to help improve its FX trading capabilities? Yeah, sure. I think one of the main things that springs to mind is how we are trying to use data currently to eliminate the back and forth from PM order generation to train execution and to make sure that orders that are triggered are actually executable. And one of the ways that I think we're quite unique, maybe we're not, but it feels like we're quite unique, is we want part of our toolkit to be the ability to do level-dependent swap orders. Now, this is just a particular example, but it showed to us that there isn't a lot of functionality out there in terms of FX forward data and in managing something like that. So what we have done is we've built a system internally to help us with that. And given we've built the system internally, we can use raw source data to help with that. So yeah, we didn't take any functionality, any alerts off the shelf or anything. We've leveraged data, in your words, you know, source data to then solve this particular problem we have because of record. Given we're a specialist currency manager with a lot of hedging strategies, we're very focused on the four points. And it doesn't feel like there's a lot of functionality out there to help in that particular area that's a focus of ours. A quick follow up on that. This process of kind of taking the raw data, and as you said, there's not necessarily anything you feel off the shelf that can help do everything you need right now. How challenging is it to kind of build the systems to make use of this raw data? I would say it is tricky because there's nothing to copy. We want to do this from scratch. So you're designing the process from scratch, which feels good because it feels like you're getting something bespoke for yourselves to use, built exactly to what you want. But it also needs maintaining, and it's also the bespoke internal system. So it may feel good that you know, you've had this internal system built for you to try to solve this problem, but then there's the ongoing problem of you have this unique system using raw data that you've put your own tweaks on and things that then needs maintaining going forward. So yeah, there's benefits to Nexus. Let's talk about raw data for a moment. Obviously, the availability of data varies massively across different FX instrument types, different currency pairs. But I'm going to ask you, generally speaking, right, there is a lot of data that a firm like Record can access these days. There's your own trading data you can look at. There's multi-bank platforms, single bank platforms. There is data feeds and raw data that you can purchase, right? Given this, which is the bigger challenge, do you think? accessing the data that you actually need or making sense of just the sheer mass of data that exists across the FX marketplace? Do you know what? I actually think in some ways I feel like it's neither. And that's because I actually think the difficulty is in accessing the mass of trade data you have internally. 
And the reason why I think that is when you're a company like Record doing hundreds of trades a day, your own execution data is so powerful to use in your future trades that you really want to access that in lots of different granular ways to twist and do analysis on at all points. So we have to answer lots of questions like, what's the effect if we remove X bank from this particular panel and things like that? We want to use our own internal data for that. But you need it in a slightly different way every time and you want to do slightly different calculations on it. So there is a massive data externally, but your own data in some ways is the most powerful tool you've got to predict future performance. And that's the difficulty that we find is that we want to use it in a slightly different way every time. So a couple of questions spring to mind there. I mean, one is actually going to be about becoming more data centric and making data centric decisions. But I guess one question that springs to mind first, given that topic is, you talked there about using your internal data and analyzing and leveraging that to make decisions. For example, the example you gave is what happens if we move a bank from a panel. Is there only so far data can take you? And at some point, do you have to do a bit of trial and error with these things? The difficulty is that there's no laboratory where you can run things five times, right? It's the old issue with economics and finance in general. But as I said, you are speculating. I completely agree. And you do just have to go with what Inasa tells you. But I do find that the best predictor of future performance is your internal past performance, not external market performance. And to build on that, we're constantly being told, and I mean, we, the FX industry in general, that everyone is becoming more data centric. You know, firms on both the buy side and sell side are increasingly focused on quantifiably verifying various decisions. And these could be business or trading decisions. So my question for you is, as FX trading becomes more data-centric, how does this change the skill sets that are actually required by traders in addition to their existing functional role on the desk? Yeah, it absolutely changes the skill sets required, I would say. One big decision which drives this, and to what extent it changes your skill sets, over the individuals and FX traders is your desk structure, which I spend a lot of time thinking about. If we take data analysis or what we would call TCA as an example, in its simplest form, do you want one trader and one data analyst or do you want two people who are half trading and half data analysis? Now, Adam Smith will tell you you want one trader and one data analyst, but the two topics are so intertwined especially when your data is far from perfect. And as we've discussed before, there's no perfect laboratory. You are using data to come up with the best inclination you can. Then a trader providing that human element can offer so much value to that data analysis process. But there's difficulties that in that then you end up with potentially people covering both roles, data analysis and trading, which then has further complications in not just very different skill sets, but also different prioritization. And then you get other issues on the back of that, like it requiring a lot more resource management day to day and even intraday. So there is definitely a fact that being more data centric has changed the skill sets required, but that is dependent on how you structure your desk. And that is also seen in other areas, not just because FX trading is becoming more data centric, but there is other areas like just take systems development, you know, testing and infrastructure. A lot of places have other teams to help with that, but if you're getting other people who are not FX traders to test your front office FX trading system, then again, you can hire FX traders to trade and it sounds all great, but 
if you have the FX traders who know how to use the systems, if you have those guys testing the systems, then it's a lot more efficient. But then you're back up against the same issues with skill sets contrasting and management of resources, et cetera. So it's a roundabout way of answering the question. But yes, data centric has absolutely changed the skill sets, but it's heavily dependent on how you structure your desk. And do you feel generally that traders have been able to adapt well to this kind of more data-centric world? How challenging is it for traders to build out and develop these skill sets to be more data-savvy, as it were? I think while it is a completely different skill set, I would agree with that. I think people can straddle both and can do it well. So I actually think it's not that the individuals will struggle. I actually think taking the skill set out of it in practice, what is more of an issue than conflicting skills that's needed is the environment on the desk for those people to offer most value in either of those areas. And what I mean by that is the fact that you are balancing two completely different resource requirements, priorities, types of work, and focuses intraday. So putting it simpler, an example is that you end up postponing the longer term, bigger data analysis tasks to get the training done. And that happens often. But the analysis does need to be done. However, it will never quite reach the top of the priority list ahead of FX trading on any given day in isolation. And so I think that's what's the difficult part to manage is the fact that new pressures have emerged on these people on the desk due to them having both skill sets. Now, the next question kind of touches on this question of the role of the human trader. But at 360T, when we talk to buy-side clients about data, Quite often, we find it's in the context of them trying to use data to automate parts or all of their FX workflows for various instruments and currency pairs, not all of them, I should add. From your perspective, does a shift towards greater automation on buy-side trading desks seem inevitable? I think if you take a snapshot right now, then I think it's absolutely hard to argue against execution becoming more automated. Yet in other ways, the trading desk as a whole and as a function is becoming more human driven with important value added from humans. It's not just the execution necessarily. So at record, the traders here offer so much value as humans, much more than the execution. Other things like counterparty analysis, trade analysis, PM advice, portfolio advice, client advice, testing the systems, and a lot of the other areas are becoming even more complicated with factors which are outside of execution as non-execution factors change, such as there's widening counterparty diversification now, execution quality potentially could widen, regulations become more binding. Just as the general process of using the FX market to achieve whatever end goal you have, broadly speaking, hedging or taking risk or whatever, as a whole becomes more complicated to navigate from start to finish. So will execution become more automated? Yeah, probably. But that doesn't mean an FX trading desk as a whole and as a function should lose humans because there's still plenty of value for humans to add on a trading desk, just not necessarily in the traditional way they used to. That is very similar to comments I've heard from numerous other buy-side firms. I was actually having a conversation just the other day with a hedge fund, so slightly different setup to record, but they were talking about their desire to automate as much as made sense of the execution part of their FX desk. But the aim wasn't in any way, shape or form to reduce headcount. It's because they wanted to redeploy 
the skills, the expertise, and the knowledge of the traders into some of those other areas you mentioned, like the analytics, counterparty evaluation, etc. The next question, I think, is a fun one, because I think you could ask a lot of different firms this question, and you might get, I suspect, a lot of different answers. But how do you measure execution performance, and for you, define what constitutes best execution? On the measurement of best execution, execution performance, for us, broadly speaking, uh, we look at costs versus internal mid, costs versus external mid, and costs versus a benchmark. The benchmark can depend on what the client wants, like a market fix of 4pm London, for example. What is interesting nowadays is that in simple terms, best execution is getting the best obtainable result for the client. But interestingly, I think this remit has widened recently. For example, go back a few years, you can put banks in a competition and achieve a similar result. And there were a lot of bank options that could achieve that broadly similar result. So best execution, I felt, could be a lot more point of execution focused. Nowadays, I think so much thought has to be placed into other things, pre-trade like bank panels, regulations, associated access to trading venues. There's limits like bank exposure, but also for new things such as clients is the sim limits. And so in my opinion, over the years, the landscape has evolved to a point where it's more important to take into consideration more factors into the remit of best execution, not just point of trade price. And um, why I mention this is the fact that I don't get a sense in general that the measurement of success and best execution has changed to evolve and keep up with that. As the thing that is difficult is how do you evolve your best execution measurement to keep up with these pre-trade factors and the evolution of this? How do you measure and evaluate the effect today of factors that can be quite difficult to make objective and data-based? As we discussed in the previous questions, there can often be speculation involved. And these decisions could have been made years ago, months ago, on boarding time. So that's the tricky thing, in my opinion. Has the measurement of best execution kept up with the widening remit of best execution? So let's dive into what you've actually just talked about there a little bit more. Can you talk to me about how important the knowledge and expertise of the human trader is when it comes to conducting analytics and particularly the kind of in-depth data and trade analytics that you've been talking about? Yeah, it is really important. I mean, in theory, you should be able to look at FX data as though it's any other data, apples or pears or whatever. FX is just such a complicated environment and marketplace. It definitely adds value to having a trader knowing what the data actually means, especially for us where we have lots of different clients knowing what that data means in each client's specific context and, and within the remit of their trading arrangements and their limitations. Also, I can't remember the last time we sent out any data and we just went, here you go, here's the data. And that was that and you hear nothing back on it. I actually was having this conversation recently with some of the guys in the team about the TCA and the data we produce and kind of what proportion of a data analysis task is just compiling the data and sending it out compared to peering into what are ostensibly anomalies, explaining questions that come back, providing the follow-up answers and things. And they said that less than half is that initial data analysis. More than half is that human element on top of that, of explaining results, why things are happening, why that data looks like it is, etc. So I would say that while the topic is called data analysis, in reality, for us anyway, Less than half of that time is actually just data analysis. 
more than half is humans giving input into that data analysis. Nathan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I think traders everywhere will be heartened to hear that despite the world becoming more technological, despite us all becoming more data centric with our decisions, that their role and importance is in no way diminishing on FX trading desks. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. It was very interesting questions to answer. I enjoyed it. And for our listeners, please do join us again next time. Thank you for listening to the 360T podcast. Check the 360T website to catch up on past episodes and find new listings.